Hi, it's Kylie Mojadidi, your host of Kylie Says. If you've landed here, then you might be someone like me, a busy mom of two kids working in the corporate world, used to the hustle culture that comes along with your day-to-day. But you might also be spiritually curious and into things like human design, yoga, meditation, past lives, manifestation, and more. But maybe like me, you don't really feel like you have a tribe that you can connect to and talk to openly about these topics. Because let's face it, sometimes they can be a little woo-woo. Here, I cut the bullshit and talk about my experience in my current spiritual awakening. What that looks like to do it still fully employed at a corporate job. What it looks like to be a mom of two raising a family in the Bay Area, one of the fastest paced places in the world. And what it looks like to kind of figure out who the hell I am in my mid-30s. Come and join us. I think we'll have more fun together. I am back on the mic, back in my studio, aka my office where I am every single day for my actual day job, but I took a few weeks off from podcasting. My schedule was so busy and I felt that I was so burnt out across the board. I felt like I was being called in 100 directions, like I had to give my energy away so much to work and to events and to my kids and to this deep desire to connect with the type 1 diabetes community and find other kids that have type 1 diabetes to allow my daughter to meet kids that are like her, which was a request that she recently made for me, that I felt like I could not put any more ounces of my energy into anything other than self-care and into anything other than trying to find some consistency in my life again, I find that when I'm super busy at work or when I feel like I have a hundred million things going on and my direction is being pulled everywhere, that it's really hard for me to do some of the extracurricular things that I want to focus on. Like the side business that I'm trying to create or my podcast. And that brings me to one of the things that I wanted to talk about today (laughs) because it's something that I learned after finding out what my human design was and it is so freaking accurate. I think about it all the time now. And what I wanna talk about is the different lines in human design and specifically the line two because I am a 6'2 splenic projector And for those of you that don't understand what human design is, or maybe you haven't listened to some of my other episodes about human design, ultimately human design is a philosophy that uses a number of different, um, I guess you could call it theologies, the Jewish Kabbalah, the Chinese I Ching. It uses uh, astrology and it's, it's based on personality. So it's, if you've ever taken a personality test and you found that you really love those sorts of things, coming into becoming more aware of human design will utterly change your life 100 million percent because what human design does is it gives you a blueprint and a framework to allow yourself to better understand what your purpose is in life and that is a question that I consistently found myself asking like what am I meant to do here what is my purpose what am I good at I consistently looked to other people to mirror back to me what I already believe that I know to be true but it's something that I have so 
I have been so detached from some of those feelings because it's not something that I ever grew up practicing in like a meditation or coming into terms with journaling about what are my strengths? What am I good at? What what joy do I bring to the world? What brings me joy? And human design basically puts it on a page for you and says, hey, if you've ever wondered what your purpose might be in this world, where you're meant to show up, what your unique gifts might be, let me just lay it out for you. You don't have to follow this blueprint. You can choose to live how you're living. But if you've been questioning why you're here, what your unique gifts are, how you differentiate, why you're a worthy person, what your life theme might be, then you have the opportunity to dig into it a little bit deeper and uncover some of the greatness that you needed mirrored back to you. That is what I found when I identified what human design was and when I specifically saw my own chart. Um, of the different energy types, there are projectors, which again is what I am. There are manifestors, manifesting generators, reflectors, and generators. And one of the first things that I found out when I actually started uncovering my human design was the fact that I was a projector, which to me, at first, I didn't understand what does this mean? Like a projector, am I always projecting onto other people? But really, <clears throat> one of the things that I love so much is that projectors, and especially the 6-2 profile, I am meant to lead. My gift is to guide others and bring efficiency to the world. I'm a natural guide, a teacher, and a leader, and I'm gifted at seeing things that from a fresh perspective. So for instance, if someone were to be talking to me about a situation, let's say with a person, like they're having trouble with their mother-in-law or this situation keeps arising at work and they don't understand why, I can quickly intuitively understand the scenario and give them a point of view that they might not have thought about and give them some solution-oriented actions to take. But today, I, I don't want to talk so much about the different energy types because what I do want to talk about is something that has been consistently blowing my mind in more ways than one, and that is the two profile. Now, I have always considered myself to be a intensely outgoing person. I have a lot of energy. I love being around people. I feel like I am absolutely lit up when I'm in a situation where I'm around people that I love or I can engage at a party, in the office, um, when I'm with my girlfriends, when I'm meeting people for the first time, if I'm at a party. And I never felt comfortable in the periods of rest or where I felt like I needed to kind of remove myself from a situation. So for instance, an example of this is if I were ever in a situation where I had no plans, say on a weekend or even on a weeknight, I felt like I did not know what to do with myself. I felt useless and I had to make myself busy. The idea of just simply sitting there and being with myself was almost a scary place to be because there was so much that came up and all of these thoughts of being unworthy that I associated with being still. And now I value that stillness time so much. But what I didn't know at the time is that the second line is has two parts to it. So you can literally think of the two as one side of the two is being a hermit. And this means that the second line, second line people might 
so it's called the hermit. So it, there are six lines in human design. You will have one and you'll have two in your profile ultimately. But line two is called the hermit. And the hermit's knowledge is meant to be inherent. So they're naturally gifted. And one thing that made me feel happy is that in their process, they don't want to necessarily be disturbed, but also sometimes they just want to take a step back. They just want to be alone at times, nurture their talents, and then have someone call them to do what they know that they're meant to do. That to me was such an incredible moment of recognition for myself because I never would have viewed myself as a hermit. I'm someone who all, I wanted to be on stage. I want to be out. I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. I want to be on Instagram doing my thing. But then there are times when I feel like I'm pushing, pushing, pushing so hard and I'm not necessarily getting the outcome that I want or I'm not necessarily being received in the way that I want to be received or I just feel tired. And as a result, I hermit. So for instance, an example of this would be there are times when I'm feeling really gung-ho about sharing my perspective or sharing anything, <clears throat> just shit, blogging or posting on Instagram, doing things that are bringing me joy. And then when I feel like I almost hit a wall where I'm not getting the feedback that I feel like allows me the room to say, continue, do this more. I want more of this. Show me your gifts. Then I hermit away. <clears throat> and that showed up for me recently, which is again, my point in this long-winded way of saying that's why I took some time off from the podcast because I felt like I was going, going, going. I hadn't given myself any time to hermit, any time to just absorb in my own process of reconnecting with who I am, reconnecting with some of my gifts. So I actually joined and she's going to be on the podcast soon and I'm so excited, but I joined a spiritual summer camp hosted by Nicole Marilyn. She's a medium. She's a psychic. She's a spiritual teacher. And it was two weeks of intense programming that basically asked you to create <clears throat> new rituals around how you structure your day and ask you to journal with journal prompts that made you take a look at your inner child, your shadow work, your goals for the future, and your vision for how you want to show up in the world. That came at the exact time that I needed it to come because I needed to do some of that additional work to focus more on to, to be my hermit. I started going to the gym a lot more um, then I got sick and I just totally hermited the whole weekend and it was actually really invigorating to just take some time for myself. And while I love being a mom and a wife, sometimes I just need the time to myself. And what I'm finding is that in this, in this time of life for me, going to the gym and being able to kind of tune out and really specifically focus on things that I'm doing for my body and how I'm moving my body allow me to deconnect but also connect to myself in such a deep way that it has become an absolute cathartic exercise pun intended for me so this morning for instance i woke up at 5 50 or something like that i woke up at 5 30 and then snoozed for a little bit if i'm being totally honest but i got to the gym by 6 25 and i left at maybe 7 30 and i just felt amazing because a i kept a promise to myself because i told myself Monday morning is just something that I don't want to miss. Mondays for me are crucial in terms of setting the stage for the entire week. I don't want to let myself down. But I took my time at the gym. I connected with myself. I was focused on my process. And that's part of the line too with being the hermit that I think is really important. And for me, it was incredibly important and something that I totally need. So 
The other part of my profile is line six, and this is the role model. And for me, I felt immediately connected to the line six. That made me happy to know that I was a line six because that felt like, that made me feel seen. I've always felt like I've been a leader in situations or that I've fallen into leadership positions without necessarily wanting them or trying for them. And that comes as something like being the president of my sorority, which I did and I didn't want. It was not the best experience, but now, but I learned a lot from it. I think I was put in that position to learn things about myself, about how to actually be a good leader. I don't think I did the best job of being a good leader at the time because it was such a, it was, it was a hit to my ego at the time. And that is not the way that I would approach the scenario now. But one of the other things that made a lot of sense for me is that the six line has three main cycles throughout life. So think about the two as having two sides of the coin. Sometimes you're really extroverted and sometimes you're the hermit. The six has three sides to the coin and it's meant of the first and it's meant to be the psych. It's cyclical throughout your life. The first stage is from age zero to 30. And this is all about trial and error. <laughs> so this is basically, if you have a six in your profile, the first 30 years of your life, and if you're, re if you're listening to this, or if you have a six in your human design profile and you're before 30, or you're, that means that you have not yet had your Saturn return. Your Saturn return is ultimately when you hit your 30th birthday and then move forward from 30 to age around 50. But that first part of the cycle, the zero to 30, you're gonna fuck up. You are gonna have some serious, mistakes that come through in your life. You're gonna feel lost at times. You're not gonna know where to put your energy. You're not going to know where to put your attention. You're gonna feel like you're putting yourself in all of these different situations because you're trying to find out where you need to actually focus your energy and attention. And most of the time you won't have found human design until you're late into your 20s or into your 30s or later. So this might be something that you then have to reflect on and say, oh shit, wow, that was definitely how the first 30 years of my life were. And that is exactly how I felt when I saw this. The second part of that cycle, so before your Saturn return, which is again, when you hit your 30th birthday, um, six profiles are at the end of that first cycle. They kind of come to this recognition, okay, I've made a lot of mistakes. I put my energy in all of these places and I think I now have a more clear understanding of where I wanna focus. I think I have a better idea of what I wanna be and who I wanna be. And you start to kind of slow down some of those things that you maybe were jumping headfirst into. Like for me, it was like partying or you know, going out all the time, trying different things. For me, I started to, at, at 28 is when that shift honestly happened for me, which was before my Saturn return. And again, I didn't realize this at the time. And then the second cycle is again, age 30 to around 50. And this is when you're really taking in everything that you've learned and you're beginning to process it into something. It's like if you were, it's like if you were shaping a diamond and all of a sudden you realize, oh, I have a chance to actually shape this into the most perfect thing that I want it to be. This is sometimes referred to as like being on the roof and it's the time of going inward and really honing into your craft. And that is absolutely the area that I am in right now. And it's a scary place to be, but also so much better than the first cycle. <laughs> and then around your, around your 50th year, which is correlating to your Chiron return, this third cycle is really about being seen as the master that you are and the wisdom that you've be and the wisdom that you've acquired over time. So the six line, one thing that's a few things that are important in the six line, they are always really looking for this close knit community or soulmate or a family to kind of share their gifts with and trust is incredibly important to the six line profile. Um, 
that is 100% true for me. So you integrate and reflect during the second period. And then by the time you reach that, like 50 or so is when you really start to share your wisdom. That's when everyone starts to kind of see you as the sage that you are. So because I'm a 6'2", um, my type can be known as like the wise sage, the talented role model, the talented leader. And I just think that that is... Hey, it's just so fun. Um, <clears throat> and then one of the things that as I looked into my human design a little bit more was that my not self thing was bitterness. And this means that if I'm not in alignment and if I'm not following what I'm meant to be, if I'm not following the path of least resistance, which is basically allow myself to just lean into what I know to be true about myself, allow myself to lean into where I know my gifts are, focus on not worrying about the outside world too much. If I feel like my gifts aren't being seen or I'm not being recognized, which is again something that projectors really need, I start to get bitter. And this can feel like rejection. It can feel like you have nothing to offer. It can feel like you're unworthy. You are hustling too hard. You're forcing and you're not paying attention to things like invitations that are supposed to be coming your way. All of that hit me like a nail on the head when I first began to dig into my human design. But really, the second line is still the thing that I think about the most often. The six, to me, felt so much more connected to what I already believed to be true about myself and being this role model and thought leader that when it came for me to actually look into line two, which was the hermit, and say, oh, part of what is going to make me the best person I can possibly be and align to my higher purpose is to allow myself this room for processing. And one of the things that is also so interesting when I look back on my life and when I feel like I felt overwhelmed or I felt like I didn't know how to deal with certain situations or when I felt overstimulated, I didn't realize that what I was really in need of was room for myself or space or an environment for myself that I could be in my own energy, that I could decompress. I think this is why I've always loved reading so much because it gives me a space where I can physically be around other people, which I still really enjoy. But I always saw it as a bad thing. I always saw it as a bad thing if I wanted alone time. Like, what's wrong with me? I love being around people. People are the thing that, again, it was so much for me of reflecting from other people. And when I started looking into, so every line also comes with its own shadows. The shadows of line two are blame and denial. And that can cause you to feel like everything outside of yourself is the issue. And you can become in denial of potential solutions for yourself and look to outside sources when you need advice, when you need to feel seen. And that is exactly what I have done my entire life. I have consistently blamed other people for problems that I could easily solve myself. Or I've been denial in the fact that I might be the problem and that there's something that I might need to change about myself in order to become a better person and feel more aligned in my own life. Or I could be in denial in the fact that I simply don't need to be going out and being around people 24-7 and that what might feel off about my environment or myself or my mindset might just simply be the time that I am not taking for myself. But line two on the positive side can also really be um, radiance and when you're balanced in relation to some place, someone or something, um, and being able to kind of take your space. And the second line is also in correlation with a gene key sphere of radiance. So that's like what keeps one healthy. So it's being in a positive, being in partnership or in some sort of a connection 
to something or something that you love where you feel safe and nourished and <clears throat> so line two can also kind of have this embody of like naturalness so there are innate talents that people have in their line too when it's left to your own devices so um others might be able to more easily notice your talents and skills and that so the line two needs to really be able to play and explore and learn on their own and dance around to life while being open to the call of others and I think that I've always looked so deeply into others opinions of me for example that I put too much emphasis on other people playing such a strategic role in my life because I think when I get positive feedback from someone about something that I do well I immediately think oh I must become an expert at that or oh maybe that's what I meant to do instead of saying yeah this is interesting I love that that's awesome that you think I'm good at this but you know my passion is here I have leaned in so heavily to when someone else gives me a compliment that I think that it is absolute fact and that whatever phase in my journey I'm at, I need to focus wholeheartedly on that. So <clears throat> that has been something that I am continuously learning. Also, um, one thing that I find very interesting is the my two falls in my unconscious side, meaning that it is deeply connected to my genetics and my body. So it's not something that I'm always aware of. So that again means that I have to consistently be reminding myself and asking my body, how do I feel? Am I connected to myself? Do I need space for me? Am I feeling like I need to, you know, more properly align? Do I need to drop into a meditation? My six is on my conscious side, which the the way that that manifests for me is similar to what I mentioned earlier in the sense that I inherently know that I am a good role model or that I am meant to be some sort of a leader in something or other. That feels right to me. The unconscious number two, the unconscious line two did not feel like something that I recognized within myself. I did not feel like a hermit was a positive. I felt like a hermit was a negative that hid away from society, that hid away from <laughs> that hid away from wanting to be seen by other people. And I consistently have this dichotomy within my own being of wanting to really be seen and wanting to be this performer and this leader, line six, and then wanting to hide away, keep to myself, live on a farm, not be on social media, not be in front of other people and just do my own thing without the influence of other people at all. So Line twos, again, to kind of just summarize, you're, you're here to kind of like move between relating to other people and then being in your own space. And you are going to have strong feedback to people, places, and things. And you will likely need to take time away from people, places, and certain environments to just be in your own aura, to allow space, to integrate into whatever environment you're in, and to really allow you to just find yourself again. And then everything in human design also comes with like a high frequency and a low frequency. Um, so the high frequency, this is like you are an expression of just the utmost light and happiness. And your low frequency is that you're unconsciously kind of in this space of testing things almost to the ability of dis being disadvantageous to yourself. Um, if you think about this as like the area of the house where this might feel good for you, 
it's where you get a lot of light maybe the first floor of the house where you're grounded you have the windows open or the lights are on um, and your chakra center that this most associates with is your sacral high notes and high expressions of this line are being super expressive um, just being just being totally in the moment being passionate focusing on relationships and that I love so much because those things when I think about the high like the keynotes of line two those all align so well to me and the way that line twos can really show up in the world and be recognized is when they're just natural they're at ease they're not focused on what everyone else is thinking and then the dark or the shadow ways that they that this shows up is when you're in denial of certain situations or you're blaming other people or you feel like you're just not you're not really looking into yourself in the way that you should be so that's something that's just worth keeping in mind for sure um and again so i talked a little bit about the line two and the line that feels the closest to me again that both of these lines are just and also it's just interesting thinking about angel numbers like two 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 is one of my favorite angel numbers and that makes up the six six divided by three the three three phases in life is a two so it's like they're just synchronicities to me about the six two that resonate so so deeply to me and the so again the line six really represents that like role model archetype um and this is if you think about how it kind of like embodies how does this how does this how do you embody the line six it's really like coming together to truly embody the potential of this line means not falling into a trap of like being a role model for someone else but being a role model to yourself and the six represents a potential for transition so that can mean the next level of evolution or the next level of personal focus so what that means is that number six can have these natural abilities and gifts and higher visions and they have a way to actually see things and become observant and aware in a, in a way that others might not understand so in essence people talk about the six as kind of having this bird's eye view so you're a little bit ahead of your time but you're here to see what's happening and then be able to make so synthesize what's happening and then be able to make some sort of an inference from it. So, oh, I can see the situation. I'm looking at it like I'm on the rooftop looking down at the situation playing out. And then I can give you advice or I can give, you know, I can I can understand something as it's happening and hopefully bring sort of bring some sort of solution to the table. So <clears throat> that's one thing that I really, really love about the six is you can be like a guide and that's something that I have always always wanted to be so one thing that I think becomes like a disadvantage of with the role model archetype there's obviously this risk of not being understood and then there's also a risk of being seen and then still not being understood for being seen and that is 100% something that I feel like I feel the shadow parts of this line a lot which is like a, a I don't want to say I mean maybe arrogance a little bit being a little bit pessimistic, feeling like in order to be worthy, you have to be seen in the way that you want to be seen and being seen for any other way is just absolutely unacceptable. And that's a little bit difficult. <laughs> um, 
And I think that the importance of trust in line six is something that is so important to me. I have always felt like one of those people that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I say I'm going to pay you back, I'm going to pay you back and I'm going to do it as quickly as possible because it's important for me that you trust what I'm saying. I have never understood when someone says something and that it's lip service and they don't mean it. To me, it just doesn't make much sense. Why say something if you're not going to do it or say something if you don't mean it? And one thing that I've gotten so much better at as I've gotten a little bit older is being able to like properly set some of those boundaries. So I have a hard time kind of just lying because truth and trust is really important to me. And I want you to know that if I'm saying like, you know, I would love to normally, but like today I just need some time to myself. I innately feel better about myself and more trustworthy of myself when I'm able to tell someone else the truth and set the boundary of, I need some time for myself today. And even though I said that I would come over or I said I would want to go out to dinner, that actually no longer fits the energy that I'm finding myself in today. And, you know, we need to reschedule. <laughs> but one of the things that I've continuously had to teach myself, similar to the hermit, like that it's okay for me to take some time to kind of process my own energy and my own aura. One thing that I consistently am having to teach myself about role, about line six is that yes, I'm here to be a role model, but the most important person, person I'm meant to be a role model for is myself. And by doing that, I can more easily and naturally serve as a role model to other people instead of focusing on my life as trying to be a role model for other people first and foremost. And that I'll have the, I'm in my second phase of life. So my first phase was really learning from my mistakes, making a lot of shit happen and figuring out where I fit. Now I'm at the phase of I'm learning through observing. I'm observing myself. And the next phase is going to be how do I integrate what I've learned and provide it to the world? And the way that this, so what's interesting is that because I have a two in my profile and I'm known as the hermit, one of the shadow characteristics of line six is isolation. And so that to me is a, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's kind of worrisome because if I find myself in a deep, dark place and I'm totally unaligned, what that means is that I'm going to find myself wanting to hermit and hermit and hermit and not give anything to the world and that I'm going to feel unaligned to my gifts. Um, so the low frequency of this is like maybe being arrogant, maybe feeling like kind of aloof, like doo-dee-doo. And then the high frequency is like you're wise, you're really accessible and you're seeing things ahead of your time. Um, the area of the house that this would be is kind of what I already said, like the roof of the house. So if you're thinking about this from like, where does this actually manifest? Um, and then the chakra that this associates with is like the third eye or the crown, which makes a lot of sense because your third eye chakra is really that intuitive knowing. And that's something that line six profiles have. Um, so if you are interested in learning more about human design and want to better understand what your specific profile types are, let me know because I'm working on a new site that will be incorporating human design. It'll allow you to ultimately look into what your human design is. And then if you're also interested, I can provide you with like a deep overview of your human design profile. And that would that can include just a guidebook where you can take it on yourself and it can kind of be your in-depth overview for you to just look at whenever you wanna reference it or it can be something that we go through together in a human design reading. So you can do a human design reading by itself, or you can get the human design guidebook and pair that with a human design reading so that you make sure that you're really getting an, an understanding that you feel like is incredibly in depth, and then are able to ask certain questions that might not necessarily be available to you until you have a chance to actually look through the guidebook. So 
if you want to know what lines what the lines of your profile mean and you want to better understand how it might look let me know because i would love to work with you and again thank you so much if you've made it to the end of this episode that means that you're a real one you're a real g it would mean more than anything to me if you're enjoying the content if you could like and or subscribe and most importantly leave a review so that other people know that this is content that they should be consuming and listening to Um, It would mean more than anything to me if you're able to rate on Spotify or most importantly on Apple because I'm in all the places. So until next time, because we're going to get back to consistent, I'm in my consistency era. Thanks for stopping by.